right, welcome back to another episode of Shifting Schools. I know this is going to shock everybody, but Trisha and I are both here doing another off the cuff. Uh, we don't have anybody to interview because we have been lining up uh, 2024. We'll get to that in just a second. Trisha, you've just been on a little bit of a, a vacay uh, visiting family down in New Jersey. How did all that go besides the traffic through New York and New Jersey? Oh, it's always great to see family. Um, you know, I miss New Jersey pizza every single day that I don't have access to it. So that was definitely a highlight for me. Um, and, you know, we should say to listeners, happy holidays. However, you are getting ready for a new year. Speaking of food, food is the way that I like to ring in that new year. <laughs> Jeff, do you have like a favorite holiday must have snack or treat or it's not a holiday unless you are having this food? Uh, yes, two things. One is chocolate chip cookies. And I am the only one that makes chocolate chip cookies in the entire family. And it is so bad that we make 12 dozen chocolate chip cookies for Thanksgiving. And by Christmas, they're done. So it, yesterday was another 12 dozen cookies, but I mixed it up. I tried a new recipe. It's always constantly. So chocolate chip cookies are a must. Um, and then pumpkin pie. Mm. And uh, my dad always made pumpkin pie in, in growing up. And so all three of us boys make pumpkin pies in our families uh, to carry on that tradition uh, of of the Udic boys making pumpkin pies. So that that's something that we still do as well. That's got to have you got to have a Udic pumpkin pie. Otherwise, it's just not a holiday. Well, I don't know if it's OK to ask this then, but I'm wondering, like, is there a secret step in your recipe that you can share with listeners? I, I can tell you there's secret things in the recipe. I can't tell you because if the other two brothers know what my secret ingredients are, then I don't win the unit contest, you see. So I, I'm not willing to put it out there. But thank you for trying, Trisha. That was a really good, really good effort to give up to the secret. How about you? What food, what food is like you 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 have to have? Oh gosh. Well, I am also like a, a sweet tooth. So yeah. for me, I absolutely love the the big tray of all of the different chocolate covered. So chocolate covered nuts, chocolate covered raisins, chocolate uh -huh. covered cranberries. Um, and so actually, you know, this is Friday, December 22nd, when we are recording. Jeff, when you and I are done, this is actually my last official like meeting for a while. So I have been holding off on opening that tray until uh, until we are done with this call. And then the secret will be do what? Will I have enough chocolate covered things to last me until New Year's Eve? <laughs> That's the That's goal. That's pretty good. On the opposite, I made all the cookies yesterday. Uh, this is also my last uh, one for for the year. Uh, but I might have snuck a cookie on my way down to the studio this morning. So you know, I can't wait. That's just uh, it's it's horrible. It's really bad. Uh, and yesterday, the whole day, I was complaining that my I was like, my stomach hurts. And my wife's like but you just ate like five gallons of cookies. I was like, I only ate one cookie. She's like, no, you eat cookie dough every single time you make. And I was like, oh yeah, you're right. That's probably more like 12 cookies. <laughs> but I, I, only, I only ate one completely cooked cookie. So that I feel like I figured that's like one there cookie. There you go. Well, I tell myself that like if it's gingerbread, those are health cookies. Oh yeah, of course. Yeah, it's got ginger in it. it that's it's gotta right. be healthy. It's, got, it's like your tea. It's like your ginger tea, right? Yes, exactly. Yeah. It's it's yeah. practically health food. It's like it's very close to salad. Yeah. And I like the older you get, the more uh you can turn anything bad into almost a health food. <laughs> like there's eggs in my chocolate chip cookies. So, you know, it's Protein. it's all good. Yeah, yeah, it's great. 
But uh, well, happy holidays to everybody, and and hopefully that you are, um, whenever you're listening to this, if it's past the holiday season because you decided to take the break, uh, congrats and good for you. And hopefully it was a, a good one, and you got to recharge some batteries a little bit. Uh, if you are listening to this about when it comes out, hopefully you are finding time to make make space for yourself. Uh, as we continue on. But we do have a couple things we want to cover here as we go into the new year. The first thing we want to talk about is our new free guide. And uh, by our, you know that means that Trisha made it because Trisha can't help herself. Uh, and Trisha's new guide is three ways for families to experiment with AI. Trisha, do you want to take us through this new guide people can get if they are over there on our newsletter list? Absolutely. And, and we'll, we'll make sure that the link to it is in the show notes. We just knew this is a great time to be expanding that AI literacy conversation to the whole household. Uh, parents, caretakers, grandparents need to learn more about what AI is, the influence that it's going to have in our day-to-day -day lives. So we set up three different experiments. Um, and the thinking here is you don't have to do all of the things but maybe you take on one of the experiments. And we've also made sure that each experiment is connected to an ISTE standard. So if your school is big into ISTE standards, um, that is for you. So in the free guide, you, you'll find some suggested steps. You're gonna find a suggested debrief. Um, and maybe we'll actually just talk about the second experiment. You can find the other two when you download the free guide because the second one connects with your UDIC, um, sort of family pumpkin pie competition. Ooh, I like it. Uh, and it is coming up with an AI-driven recipe challenge. Again, connected to an ISTE standard. There are actually free online AI recipe generators. It might be worth you comparing that with a tool like ChatGPT or Perplexity. Jeff, I know that you have not found um, AI-generated recipes to be all that successful. I've actually had the opposite experience. And maybe that says something about the level of uh, quality that you're looking for in a cookie. For me, it's like, <laughs> is it sugary? Does it have some kind of dough-like quality? That's great. Because we've been trying out a few different recipes for cookies generated by ChatGPT. And I've kind of really enjoyed every single okay. one of them. I'm not right. too ashamed to say that, but um, it might be a lot of fun. Have your family work together with an AI tool, see what it gives you lots of different customizations that you can try out. Uh, we have actually in my house just tried, here are three spices that mm. we want to make sure are included in the cookie. Can you give me a recipe for that? You might like set a that. budget. Um, like you might even like let it know what grocery store you're using and see what information or give it a time limit. I had a really good one the other night. We, we were both, we were tired. You know, you know the night you're tired. You have to still eat something for dinner. And so I told my wife, I was like, don't worry, I've got this. So I went to ChatGPT. I looked in the fridge and I had green onions and some cilantro, uh, a half a lemon. I don't know where the other half went, but a half a lemon um, and um, and some and I, and I knew we had chicken in the freezer. And I so I went to ChatGPT and I said, I've got these things. I need something that is quick and easy. I even said, I was like, I'm tired. I need something that's quick and easy to have dinner tonight. And it comes back and it said, it asked me a question. And this is where AI is going, right? It comes back and says, do you happen to have any rice? And I looked in the pantry and I was like, yeah, we've got rice. It's like, great. We're making stir fry. And I was like, oh, that's perfect. I know, I've, you know I've made stir fry in the past. Great. It gives me this perfect, you know, it gives me the ingredients. I read over it. I'm like, that looks about right. That's what I would expect. I made it. It was a hit. 
So it's it's great that way. You know, mm-hmm. I, I love it. And I think that would be a fun thing for, to your point, a fun thing families could do. Um, you know, what ingredients do we have and see, just give it a go, see what happens. And what a great way to get kids interested in, in cooking as well. And I, I think too, like, you know, if you've got many generations under the roof for the holidays, you might experiment, set up the grandparents' classic cookie recipe against the Ooh. AI and do a little bit of like a, a taste testing battle. Uh, but I, I really think it's important that we are educating families in terms of the power of AI, how quickly it's moving. You know, you reminded me that when I was visiting my parents, I also really love the American style Chinese food that's available in New Jersey. Listeners, if you feel like the Chinese food in your state is better than New Jersey's, you can reach out and tell me why. Um, (laughs) So we ordered a ton, a ton Mm. of Chinese food. And, you know, I've been talking to my parents about it a lot. And I took a picture of my bowl that had maybe like five different items. And I asked it, uh, can you create a recipe for the dishes that you see here. And can you let me know which ingredients would be more expensive or less? Because I just wanted to show my parents who hadn't seen the paid version of ChatGPT, the power it has in moving from image to answering our questions. And they were kind of mind blown. But I really think unless you're experimenting with it and seeing it for yourself, it's difficult, I think, to comprehend how quickly this technology is improving. Yeah. And just uh, the, the power of it, I think is just unbelievable. I love, you know, one of the ones in the free guide and, and again, we're, we're just covering this AI driven recipe because it's so much fun, but I like the other one you have in the guide too, that is this AI family logo creation, you know, and I could see families coming together. And of course, all the steps and everything you can do are over there in the free guide. But this idea of families coming together and saying, what, if we were going to create a logo for ourselves, what would that look like? And why? Right. Getting kids to be that critical thinker of, well, why did we choose this or why did we choose that? Or why do we believe that blue should be our color of our family? Uh, kind of create like the, a modern family crest, if you will, uh, which I think would be a, a really cool activity. And, and again, getting the entire family involved around this idea of AI, what can it do? What are its limitations? We need to be having those conversations in our homes as well as in our schools and in everyday life as well with kiddos. So uh, I, I really I really like that one, too. I could see doing that one. I'm really glad you brought that up, Jeff, because you just highlighted for me that when we're using these tools, we can center the conversation piece, right? Like in my mind, one of the biggest uh, you know, benefits to being in a school is you're in a class with other people. Yeah. What are we doing to set up for an exchange of ideas? And so that, that uh, AI family logo creation, you're absolutely right, Jeff. Like hit the nail on the head. It's also about the justification of the choices, having the debate, which one speaks better to our family values, what makes us think that. Yeah. Coming up with the color scheme. Um, And you might be getting some of those suggestions from a tool like ChatGPT. But ultimately, I think as a family, you're going to realize it's your human conversation, your your human-centered kind of debate. Yeah. That's going to be really critical in that. So um, again, if anybody does any of these experiments with their family, we would love to hear about it. If you have a photo of the cookies that you create or a photo of the logo, please consider sharing it with Jeff and I. We do absolutely love hearing from listeners. And Jeff, maybe that pumpkin pie, maybe you'll be sharing a photo of that in the newsletter. Oh, yeah. Well, we'll see how that goes. Uh, and if there's other ways that you're having conversations with this as your family, please do let us know uh, what what is uh, happening, especially cross cross generational. I think this is a really good 
uh, moment in time, especially as families are getting together, you know, over the holidays and new year, uh, to have conversations cross-generational about AI uh, and really be able to listen to, you know, I'm going to say the younger kids who are all in on AI and on the other end, probably uh, some some other you know people who are a little bit farther along in life being a little more skeptical. Uh, and it's all good, right? And that's what we want. We want to have both sides of it. We want we want to be able to have conversations and talk with each other uh, without getting upset uh, and hear each other out. And I think that's it's a, it's a good place. It's a good place to be right now. Uh, so yeah, that free guide: three ways for families to experiment with AI. Uh, of course, these are also, if you're a teacher saying, ooh, this sounds fun, you can make a class logo. You could take the same thing and, and turn this into your class logo. Uh, or maybe you want to download this and include it in your next newsletter to your parents uh, at your school. So feel free to do that. Again, there will be a link in the show notes, uh, or you can go to shiftingschools.com uh, that you probably already know that there are so many free guides over there, including this one now, uh, that you can that you can download uh, with uh, with your email address. That's all it takes. Uh, give us your email address and, and you can download it. So, Jeff, you've been having a lot of conversations that are going to be bringing us into our next series on the podcast. Um, and I should say, you know, we reached out to our newsletter subscribers. We reached out on social media to podcast listeners to ask, like, what are some of the conversations that you would like us to focus on in the new year? And the response was like overwhelming lots of listeners, lots of newsletter readers saying, we would love a few more conversations that focus on mental health. So that is the next series. Uh, Jeff, do you want to talk a little bit about when we're talking about mental health on that podcast? Uh, we really did try to intentionally find guests that were going to bring it into different directions. So do you want to just give folks a little tiny sneak preview of what they can expect? Yeah, so this has been uh, pretty much the last week we've been recording all these episodes for the new year. Uh, we've got we've got so many great episodes. I mean, my mind. You know how we do this, Trisha? When we get into you know when when we are creating mini series, you and I are also like fully into these topics, and so it's been really fascinating to be around these topics of mental health. And we're coming at it from from two different directions, which I really love is that we are talking about the mental health of teachers in the educational system at large. And so we're having a couple of interviewers with um, psychologists and counselors for adults who are specifically talking about what are things that we need to do to take care of ourselves as educators, which I really love because we know that burnout's up. We know that people are, are leaving the profession at an all-time high. Um, and so we need to make sure that we're focused on our own mental health as educators too, and not just ours, but our colleagues, our school as a whole. Uh, and so we get into some of those conversations. And then of course, we talk very deeply about the mental health of kids uh, and students uh, a great episode the other day uh, from a professor from the University of Wisconsin talking about trauma and how trauma uh, deals in the classroom. That was a fantastic conversation. We've had two guests from the Jed Foundation. Uh, if you go over and just do a Google search for Jed Foundation, they've got amazing resources. And we're coming at that from two, two different uh, angles as well. A uh, great conversation uh, with Dr. Laura around media literacy and how media literacy is played with this generation. I mean, Trisha, I can't wait for you to hear that episode. You are going to be, you're going to geek out when that episode comes out. Uh, such a great episode. But we've really looked at this uh, and there's more conversations to come. Like we're not done recording the whole thing, but it's been a really 
fascinating look at, I mean, we're talking about authors. I mean, the people you lined up, Trisha, are incredible, uh, as always. But, you know, we've got authors of best-selling books. We've got researchers out of universities. we got practitioners who are school counselors uh, in schools, all talking around mental health for ourselves as educators. And what does that mean for the for the kiddos in our in our classrooms and schools? And so our hope is, is that as we come into the new year in January, that we can have a real focus uh, on mental health within the entire school system. So uh, should be one that everybody's looking forward to. I'm excited about it for sure. I'm really excited about it as well. And again, uh, we just want to say thank you to folks who reach out when we ask, what would you like to hear more about? That feedback is so important to us. And on that note, um, Jeff, you and I had a lot of fun working with so many different groups this past year on all things AI literacy. And when we wrapped one of our AI cohorts, the feedback from that, folks were saying, you know, we need some help. A lot of schools are now moving towards a PLC model or a committee model where a group of teachers are getting together and working on it. And people said we would love some help with that. So Jeff, you and I said, we can put a cohort together for that. Uh, and we have one that is opening this February. It's very much sort of, I would say, play-based where every week there's a challenge every week from February 6th until the 20th. It's a just a 30-minute webinar where we launch that challenge. And you know, we had feedback from the other cohort that that 30 minutes was kind of perfect. It's not too long. Uh, it's not too short. And it helps build some community so you can connect with other educators who are interested in this. So if you are also looking at taking a PLC or a community-focused approach to developing AI literacy, head head over to the show notes, learn more about that coming cohort that opens in February. We would love to have some listeners be a part of that. Again, the uh, webinar dates and times are there, but we also record them. So if you need sort of a self-paced approach, there's that option too. Yeah. And I, I'm very excited about this uh, for a couple different things. One, to your point, we're seeing more and more schools starting to set up committees. And those committees' job right now has been to how do we start creating guidelines uh, and those guidelines of then are going to go up into policies. And this is really the kind of approach that we're seeing most schools take. The cool thing about this is, is that I am co-leading now for the state of Washington, creating the guidelines and policies for K-12 in my home state, which I'm very proud and honored to do. And so we've, we, we will in this cohort in February, we will have, I will be able to share knock on wood, a lot of the stuff that we're starting to produce. I mean, we've got guidelines around leaders. We've got uh, all kinds of, we've got a five, it's kind of a five step from here's assignments and what it looks like to not be able to use AI to the other end of the spectrum of here's what it looks like to fully allow students to use AI. All kinds of guidance, all kinds of examples of things that you can take back to your school. And so our goal with this is to take all of the stuff that Trisha and I are in every day, working with schools one-on-one, -on -one, uh, working uh, you know, with the work that I'm doing now at the state level in a couple different places, and being able to give that to people and say, oh, you need guidance around this, this is what this state is doing. Or you need guidance around this, this is what's just come out of Australia. Um, if anybody hasn't seen, the, the Australian guidelines are, are actually quite good too. So Australia just released their AI guidelines for K-12. Uh, so there's just, it's, it's a, it's fast moving. And so I think coming together as a cohort where you have somebody like Trish and I, who are like full in, like we, we are on top of this stuff. You can ask us questions. You, we can, if we don't have resources available, we can create resources or co-create resources for you. 
but it's just a great place to come together. So if you are head of or on one of those teams, uh, we're calling them PLCs, but it can't, it doesn't have to be a PLC. And you might just be on an AI committee uh, within your school and you'd like some more resources or bounce ideas off of somebody. This is probably one of the cheapest ways to do it um, is to come and be a part of this cohort. Uh, the price for this is $175. So it's $175. It's three weeks. Uh, you get tons of stuff. You're going to get a journal. It's going to be challenged base. Uh, we are inside of a closed, uh, uh, a closed system where you can ask questions and we get answers and we're all going to be sharing ideas within the cohort. So please uh, head over to shiftingschools.com. You're right there on the front page. You'll see where you can click over uh, and get more information and sign up for that. So that starts in February. Uh, we're, we're very excited to start off another cohort. And I should say again, because folks have access to connect with Jeff and I. We also do keep that cohort just to 55 participants. There are only so many hours in the day and Jeff and I find anything larger than that, uh, it becomes difficult to sustain that we're going to get back to you as soon as possible. So if you need to hold spaces, we do realize that you might be listening to this while your school is actually taking a break. And if you're saying, you know what, I do have this PLC, it's five of us. Can we reserve those spots? Email addresses over there in the show notes. We can hold those spots for you until the new year. Uh, Jeff, the work that you're doing with Washington State, we're going to have to have a whole nother podcast episode about it. It's yeah, so I'm exciting. so excited. We're doing some amazing stuff. Um, you know, the the thing that we were told by our our state uh, superintendent of public instruction, uh, Chris Reichdahl, his his message to the committee was. I want our state to be a leader in our thinking around this. And I also want us to take on this idea and tell Kate and our messaging to K-12 schools within our state to be very clear around AI in that, yes, you can use AI and yes, you should be using AI because we are seeing this as an equity issue. Yeah, we're, we'll have to have a whole a whole uh, podcast around it because I think that some of the stuff we're doing here in the state of Washington, when these guidelines come out, I think it's going to be able to be taken not only in other states, but you know, of course, everything we, we create, it will be uh, open source and people can use it and no matter where your school is uh, for guidelines for yourself. So I'm, I'm excited about some of that work that we're doing. It's exciting. So I, I might be the, I might put you in the hot seat and I'll interview you about that. Cause I think the process is really important too, right? Yeah. Like how do you, you know, you mentioned looking at Australia's work and I think, you know, we are in that situation where we've got to be looking internationally. So yeah. Um, yeah, I think that that should be a coming episode in 2024. Folks, you will also be able to hear more about Jeff's work coming up at NCCE in February. Jeff, I don't know if you want to talk a little bit about that. You have been involved with NCCE. Gosh, I don't even want to make a guess yeah, for a long I think time. This is my eighth or ninth year presenting there. So yeah, so uh, February, middle of February, you head over to ncc.org. Uh, if you are in the Pacific Northwest or you feel like flying into Seattle, uh, it's going to be down at the beautifully redone uh, Washington State Convention Center in downtown Seattle. Uh, you can catch me there all three days. Uh, very excited to be back doing work with them. Uh, I've been working with NCCE for a really long time. Uh, such a great organization. There, there are. Uh, there are ISTE sponsored local conference. And if anybody else is an ed tech, you know what that means. There's these, ed, you know, ISTE uh, affiliate conferences that are more locally. Uh, so yeah, you can catch me there. Uh, also, you know, the other thing that I've been doing a lot of, I'm still traveling a lot. Uh, Trisha and you and I are talking about this, that our calendars are already booked up for January and February. 
Um, and I'm doing a lot of, you know, back to our, our top, our talk about families. I'm doing three family nights now around AI. So another thing you can do is reach out to Trisha and I, we're doing a lot of presentations, uh, with schools and at conferences over the next couple months. Uh, and so if you're thinking I need to get on Jeff and Trisha's calendar, uh, you better reach out fast cause it, they, things are moving very quickly, but Trisha, you are also going to the IDEO conference. Talk a little bit about that. Yeah, that's the Illinois Illinois Digital Educators Alliance, um, also the World Education Summit, and then CISA in March. Um, which you're and, keynoting. Let's, which let's put keynoting. it out there. Whew. Keynoting, yeah, I know. Um, I, but, you know, Jeff, I a lot of what I'm focusing on right now is looking at how AI literacy, it links to the work that hopefully in schools we've been doing alongside mm. of our DEIJ work and our media literacy. Um, and so, you know, recently I was sharing with a group of school leaders, we were talking about the research that is freely available about the Netflix recommender service. Mm, you know, this is yeah. an AI. So this is, you know, when I open up my Netflix, what's recommended to me is it looks different than what is recommended to Jeff, right. uh, both in terms of the content, but even those thumbnails have been customized, right? Um, and when I was talking with this group of school leaders, I asked them, what percentage of content do you think is viewed because of the recommender AI? And a few people were like, I don't know, maybe like 5%. I think the highest guess was somebody that said like 30%. According to Netflix themselves, 80 Eight, oh, zero I was going to say 85, 90. So yeah. yes, wow. 80%. Wow. 80%. And so, you know, when we're thinking about how important and how influential the media is, you know, the, yeah. the stories that we pay attention to, there's a conversation to be had around, um, what are we, what are we digging into as a family, as a community and why? Yeah. And, um, you know, again, I just think there's, there's a lot to be tied into with AI and media literacy. So, um, I'm, I'm very interested in, in making sure that when we're having these conversations, we're linking it to some of that other work that we have been doing. So yes, to Jeff's point, we want to keep having these conversations. They're necessary. I feel like every time Jeff, you and I work with a school, a school leader is like, we need to do more. Yeah. Um, and, and we do hear you. So if you're looking for any training in spring or summer, please do reach out. You know, it, it is the reality that it's it's kind of a little bit of a, we only have so many hours in the day um, and we often do go with first come, first serve requests. Yeah, it's the way it works. It's the way it works in the consulting world. And here's a little pro tip for anybody. It's not too early to reach out for August. Uh, a lot of times we wait, I, I get superintendents or principals who, you know, wait till May before they start thinking about next year. It get, get on, get on a calendar. Um, cause August fills up really fast. I've already got five days booked in August, um, of next year. So another, again, you just, you gotta be out in front of this thing a little bit, uh, but do please reach out to Trish and I, we'd love to come in, uh, and do some work with you in your school, whether it is in August or here in the second half of the year. Because uh, I think it is a real opportunity. Um, and you know, the other thing that's really interesting, Trisha, is I'm doing now I've just I've got my third uh, booking with a school district where I'm coming in and talking to juniors and seniors because we've got to prepare those kids specifically for leaving the K-12 system. Uh, so that's another great, that's a really good one. I'm really excited. My first one's the first week of January when we get back. Uh, and I'm already going through in my mind. And the problem is they've only given me two hours. And in my mind, 
I'm like five hours. I'm like, oh crap, I can't do that. I can't do that. <laughs> I'm trying to pare it down. I'm just like, this is going to be horrible. These poor kids in two hours, I'm just gonna be like, all right, get out your laptops. Let's go. It's going to be, it's going to be fun. But, uh, but you know, we, we just have to make sure it, again, from parents to kids to educators, uh, this is a system shift. And so we've got to make sure everybody's involved in that system shift. Uh, so yeah, so please do reach out. Uh, that's what we do when we're not behind the mic. We're out traveling around, uh, doing our thing. Uh, I'm so excited for your keynote at CISA. I wish I could be there to see it oh, and, you, and cheer you on, but, uh, I know it's been making the rounds on social. So, uh, that's exciting too. I'm, I'm, I'm excited for you. That'll be a, that'll be a fun keynote. That's very nice of you. Jeff, I'm going to ask the question that I know a few listeners, they might have just been hearing you talk about everything that you're doing. And again, it's not too early to reach out now for summer or next year's fall. And I am willing to bet money. There there are a few people who are saying, but Jeff, this is changing so quickly. I want to reach out, but I'm not even necessarily sure what the training would be that we would need in September or October. What should they do in that case of this stuff is moving quickly? I don't even know what to ask you for. Yeah, well, just get on the calendar. <laughs> that's that's the thing. I mean, I don't even know at this point. And that's, you know, the couple of school districts that I've got for August. We know we want a keynote. We know we need some help and support around AI. We want to start a strong year focus on this. Uh, we'll wait until we'll meet in, in, you know, the first part of August or we'll meet in July and we'll figure out exactly where are we with AI? What are the steps that need to be, uh, that we need to go uh, and be in place. I think the other thing that's really interesting is you're going to have, I think by next August, not only the state of Washington, but here in the U S and even just internationally as well, there is going to be more guidelines coming out that we can tap into. So if you are, uh, for example, I'm going and spending a week in Kansas here in, in January as well. I could see by next August, we can tailor that talk around like, okay, here's what's come down from the state. Let's talk about what does that mean for you in the classroom? Um, and at the same time, I don't, uh, Trisha, I'm sure you've been following the AI act that was passed at the EU. So this is first, this is the first kind of global AI uh, legislation that is going through, uh, and that's having a big impact on a lot of dominoes uh, internationally. Uh, so there's just a lot of moving parts right now. And so you don't need to know what the talk is because Trish and I don't know what the talk is probably until a week before. Uh, you got to cut a cut off date at some point, but just get on the calendar and know, and, and we can work with you. Um, they're all they're all bespoke, you know, keynotes anyways. Everything we do is not repeated. So uh, it, it, that's the world you live in as a consultant. So we're, we're pretty used to that. Well, that was the answer I was pretty sure you were going to have. Uh, yeah. So reach out to us about dates and we can work through the details later because things are moving and evolving um, at a breathtaking pace. Mm -hmm. I think the last piece of news that I want to highlight on uh, this episode, for the past few years, we have had a free collection of protocols come out um, each year. So the 2024 Protocols Free Guide, it always goes to our newsletter subscribers first so if you are big into protocols that help for reflection, that help for conversation, uh, for mentors, for coaches, we've had some, that's actually our 2023 protocols free guide was our most downloaded yes. of the year. Overwhelmingly. I was going to say, and it's still downloaded all the time. Whenever I'm going in and looking, those protocols is like, I'm just going through because every time somebody downloads one, we got a system set up. It lets us know in Slack. And just in the last four days, it's been downloaded six times and it came out last January. Like it is such a great guide, Trisha, that you make. Uh, you're going to want to be on the list. So can you give a hint? What's going to be in it? Is there anything special in it this year? 
You know, we are really focused on what I would call that human-centered debate. Some of the stuff that AI can't do that's going to really leverage our power as collaborators. Um, and, and I think also just, I'm a big believer, like, leverage conversation in the classroom. Yeah. To me, like that's kind of the point of school being social is make space for people to talk and for their ideas to be messy and for them to work it out together. Um, so if that's what you're into, uh, again, that's going to go out to our newsletter subscribers first. You can sign up when you head over to shiftingschools.com. That link is in the show notes. And if you're listening and you're thinking, yeah, actually I used one of the protocols from an earlier guide, let us know what you liked or what you would like to see improved on. Uh, we're always trying to take that real time feedback on. So that's coming soon. Here's the, here's like uh, on December 13th, Creighton university downloaded the protocol. Some, some professor at Creighton university downloaded the protocols. And this is the thing I love is it's not just K-12. Uh, the stuff that you're producing over there, Tricia is such high quality. We are seeing it uh, go global and across uh, all, all sectors of education. So it's really good stuff. Can't, can't thank Trisha enough for all the work she does. And again, if you have something where you think you can stump Trisha in making a guide for, that would be my challenge, uh, is reach out to us at info at shifting schools and say, Trisha, I dare you to make a guide for and give Trisha, <laughs> give Trisha cause Trisha's got AI on her side. Now it's going to be really hard to stump her, uh, on creating one of these, these great guides. So, uh, but oh, Trisha, Jeff, thank you for all the work you. you do over there on those. It's just fantastic stuff. No, it's been a great year again of collaborating with you, Jeff. So for any listeners who are like, I wonder is Jeff really as nice of a guy in real life as he seems <laughs> through social oh, media or digital Jeff listeners. It is true. He really is just such a generous person. So I have loved this year of learning and collaborating with you and I'm looking forward to another one in 2024. Yeah, we've got some great stuff coming up. Same to you, Trisha. Uh, it's been such a great year. We've been able to keep the podcast uh, rolling. Uh, and the thing I love is we just, you know, we, like a true collaboration, right? Like we pick up each other. Like you were on vacation last week with family in New Jersey and I'm covering stuff. I'm traveling. Uh, and the part that people don't see is before we clicked record today, it was you and I going through our calendars. Like, can you take that? Can you take that episode? And I'll take this episode. And uh, it's just been such a great partnership. And I, I hope that comes through that, that, you know, we love working together and I hope, I hope listeners feel that too. Uh, but it's always great when the two of us can just sit down uh, and also click record and just have a great conversation. So I appreciate it. All right, folks, I think that's going to do it for 2023. Happy New Year if you're listening to this in the new year. Uh, both Trish and I will be back. We've got more to come. Stay tuned. Uh, have a safe and fun and happy holidays and happy New Year's. And until next time, we'll see you on the